Right here on your best mix of music, 98.4 Capital FM. Oh my gosh, we've got such a serious, serious interview to get through. And I already, you know when there's like boss, boss people, I, I nervously, you know when your parents are like, where are you going tonight? And you just randomly say, oh, I'm going out and you just do all of these things. I've already embarrassed myself in front of this gentleman, but I really, really have to welcome back because this is your second time uh, in studio with us. Philip Kagushia, Deputy Director, Asset Recovery at... The Ethics and Anti-Corruption Commission. Yes. This it's time. a very serious, serious role. Is it or is it not super stressful and super difficult uh, as a job? Yeah, there's uh, high levels of stress. But the thing is, it's quite rewarding as well because we get to do quite a lot of things. You investigate cases, take them to court, recover assets. So it's it's rewarding. And it is a mixed bag of things that you do. I think it'd be really important for you to break down exactly what the mandate of the EACC is because I think for many of our listeners, we just know that it's housed in this building, which has a very cool name, <laughs> but we have no idea. <laughs> you know, Because, you know, we always say, you look at, look at uh, sort of, uh, I don't want to say you're a parastatal, but look at parastatals such as CBK, KRA, uh, uh, these buildings of you just look at a building and you have you can't really imagine what happens inside. Yeah. You know that one makes money and that one takes the money. You know what I mean. <laughs> so what does EACC do? Yeah, so that's a, a great place to start. You know, it's uh, almost like going to church. Uh, every time you go to church, the preacher, whoever's there, has to remind people that God is good and everything. So EACC, we have to keep reminding people what our mandate is, uh, and it goes this way. So we combat and prevent corruption. Remember that we both both ends. We yeah. Are, fighting and the prevention and how we do this is uh, through law enforcement uh, which is where I'm, I'm, I'm primarily engaged and then we do education uh, we create awareness uh, we use platforms like capital fm today and we create awareness but there's another very interesting piece of our mandate and that's the uh, enforcement of chapter six of the constitution and that's on leadership and integrity so it's quite broad but generally is to combat and prevent corruption okay so yeah go on Philip, can I just ask you a really tough question? Yeah. In uh, in a country where uh, it, it's corruption is kind of synonymous with everyday life, how do you or keep the faith and um, keep the uh, the belief uh, in your job and the work that you do? I, li- I like the use of the word faith. As I said, it's 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 like going to a holy place. If you're going to the mosque or you're going to the temple. It's about keeping the faith. You, you don't stop going to church just because there's sin. So it's the same thing for us. We don't stop going to work because there's corruption. But one of the things uh, that, that, that is really encouraging and really gratifying is that we're seeing some positive signs. So if you look at even the profile of EACC, I mean, a few years ago, maybe not too many people were talking about EACC, but everybody's talking about EACC now. And that's because of some of the work that we've done. We've managed to recommend prosecution for very high-profile individuals. We've managed to court and uh, recover high-value uh, assets. We've also done quite a bit on the promotion of ethics. You know, like we were fighting all these cases to try and keep some unethical people off the ballot. And we won some, we lost some, but we're still fighting. Here's a question for you. So you got the DCI. Oftentimes, you know, I always say you, you never want to see your, your name in the paper associated with the DC. You've been summoned uh, and the director of criminal uh, investigation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never want to be summoned by that guy. Right. So that because a lot of the uh, corruption cases were dealt with over the course of the last 10 years through the, that I remember through the DCI, uh, for example, them sort of surrounding Evans Kidera as he walked out of a hotel in town, et cetera, et cetera. So why is there a need for EACC if DCI is also doing a similar uh, corruption um, uh, investigation slash mandate? 
Yeah, so that that uh, crops up quite often because uh, there's some sort of overlap, uh, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, but probably needs uh, people to know where the boundaries are. So let me start with the Director of Criminal Investigations. As as their title suggests, they investigate all crime, and all crime includes corruption. Whereas EACC, and this is uh, very important for our listeners, listeners to understand, EACC is a designated as special institution to deal with corruption. Mm. So basically that's where the overlap comes in. As in uh, DCI can investigate all crime, whereas EACC primarily corruption and economic offenses. And does D- D- Can DCI rope you into a corruption case? Does it work like that as well? For instance, they're investigating something, they say, okay, we need EACC to come in and, and help us out here? Absolutely. There was a time, there was quite a number of cases where if there's an element, an aspect of the case, so they deal with the crime, crime, let's say it's fraud or embezzlement, but they'd bring the corruption thing to EACC because, again, remember, because EACC is a highly specialized institution, we have some technical competencies that probably not everyone else has. So I'll give you an example. We have investigators who are engineers. So if it's a case involving uh, road construction, we have somebody who can go on the ground and tell you, okay, this this road did not consume 200 million shillings. What? We have uh, <laughs> procurement experts and they'll tell you that uh, I looked at this entire process and I don't think that, uh, the Public Procurement and Asset Disposal Act was followed mm. to the letter. We have uh, accountants, we have auditors, we even have uh, land economists, valuers, uh, surveyors. So if someone is grabbing public uh, land, uh, we can go on the ground and establish where the beacons were supposed Oof. to be and everything else. So we're very highly specialized in that sense. So if there's an element of an investigation that is probably a little bit outside uh, DCI's capabilities, ideally that should come to ESCC. But as I said earlier, Corruption is basically our work. Okay. I kind of want to know how you um, how you hire yeah. and how like what's that grilling process for when you are recruiting individuals because psychometric analysis like it must be you must really have to dig deep to know that to work at the EACC they must be really really um, you know really solid individuals. Yeah, and that's a good question for our listeners. Remember, right now we're struggling with uh, very high unemployment rates. So there's a lot of guys who are thinking, okay, maybe I'd like to work for the ESCC. So here's the thing. Uh, If I use my example as a lawyer for ESCC, the minimum requirement was five years of post-admission practice. So this is you're out of university, you've been admitted to the bar, you've practiced five years. So you're coming in with a little bit of experience. Then you go through the interview process and it's, yeah. Rigorous. Yeah, it's quite rigorous. Uh, and that is interesting as well because you, you mentioned that you've got procurement specialists, land surveyor specialists, engineering specialists. And there are certain ministries that have probably kept your procurement specialists quite busy for the last 10 years, I would imagine. And we won't go into names of <laughs> ministries here, but, but I mean, there's some that have already come out in the paper anyway, mm-hmm. I think this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that because procurement for me would probably be the... I think it's for many the easiest place to be corrupt through the procurement process, and, right? And you see, it doesn't it doesn't take? Uh, I'm not saying you're not an expert for it. Yeah. I'm just saying it doesn't take an expert to figure out that corruption is like the gateway mm. to 90 percent of corruption. And some research says you can use uh, enforcement uh, as a source of research. So if you look at the number of cases we've taken to court, out of let's say every hundred cases, 70 to 80 will be procurement related. Mm. So that tells you that procurement is an issue. It's the easiest. Yes. It's got to be the easiest, right? It's it's the most susceptible. And and you're talking about 78 to 80% of your cases are procurement cases. But that's probably not even in the top past 50% of the amount of procurement corruption activities that are happening in the country as we speak. Yeah, and, and if you think about it, remember your first question about what does ESCC do and who are they? So 
think about it this way. EACC has 11 regional offices. So we're, we're not in every county, but every county is represented. So if you take, for example, the office in Malindi, uh, it covers three counties. So it will cover, I think, Tana River, uh, Lamu, and Kilifi County. Uh, is it possible, really, to monitor every public transaction no. across the country. It's no. absolutely not possible. And which which brings me to another thing. It uh, compels you to have a strategy. And we have strategic objectives and one of them is to deal with high impact cases. And that's why I was mm. saying you you'll tend to see in the last couple of years absolutely. more high profile investigations, more absolutely. high profile cases, yeah. Absolutely. I think we need to take a little bit of a break now, but when we come back, Philip Kagushia, Deputy Director, Asset Recovery of the EACC, in studio with us. I want to, I want to come back and you have to tell us what is the most ridiculous thing that you have encountered? Because we need, we, need we need a little lightness. Absolutely. 98.4 Capital FM Money is the root of all evil, uh, and money will make you do things that uh, when you're on your... It, it's always like this. I, I remember my, with my mother passing away in March, some of the la- final conversations I had with her were uh, apologies for things that happened to us as kids. The regret you have at that last moment, right? But there are things that can make you forget that that's coming, and money is that thing. Yeah, 100%. Right? You don't think about what's going to happen. What, what would my legacy be? No, I, I mean, I, I do think um, it must be a super, super difficult job. Philip, can I ask you a really stupid question? Yeah, absolutely. At the EACC, is it, do you guys sit there researching and investigating or is does everything come through you or is it only when things are presented to you? Do you know what I mean? Are you the middleman? Are you the uh, the, the, the teacher that we come crying to? Like, what's, what's the situation? So, yeah, again, this is something that uh, I think a lot of your listeners will want to understand. Uh, most of our reports, uh, they come into the system. So somebody will probably walk in and the report will be keyed into the system and then we'll figure out how to prioritize it. And it's important for people to know that uh, you can report anonymously through our website, www.eacc.go.ke. So you can just go on and key in uh, because, you know, people are afraid of reprisals. You know, you don't want retribution and you don't want to be punished for for blowing the whistle on a corruption scandal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, this is like 4,000 to 5,000 reports per annum every year 4,000 to 5,000 reports anonymously no no yeah, cumulatively okay. okay yeah some are anonymous some are emails some are letters some are phone calls some are text messages yeah. so and that's fairly reactive the other side that people might not know is a proactive way because we have intelligence-led investigations mm. so you could have someone here at Lonro house who's uh, our guy and he's just watching you guys and he's figuring out Okay, you guys are buying new stuff, but you haven't followed the procurement procedure. And then let us know. Uh, I'll figure out that Fred's hiring all his relatives. <laughs> well, <laughs> good, good that's been happening a lot recently. Not here, yeah, but you can, you can, in you, the government. You could just tell in this office that my relatives work here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, as we talk about corruption, as we talk about, it, you know, I mean, we talk, we, we, we've just come out of a pandemic. But really, we've been living in a pandemic for 60 plus years in this country, right? From the first uh, post-colonial government up until the current regime corruption is something that we the people of kenya think about on uh, um interact daily Mm -hmm. now from the first president through to uh second president uh daniel arab moy kibaki's regime uh uhuru's regime and now you know as we get it we can't really tell what's going to happen in the corruption space with our new president yet let him get to 100 days 
something that Uhuru Kenyatta did, something that our previous president did, is he he made it more public. Yeah, corruption cases were no longer being dealt with behind closed doors. All of a sudden, you'd wake up in the morning and there'd be Twitter videos of somebody being, well, I'll use Evans Cadero's case, a very high-level government employee walking out of, I think, Safari Hotel in town, and all of a sudden, DCI was all over him, right? Um, We felt now, oh my God, we're such a corrupt country. But was that because we were seeing more of these cases coming to light? Because this has been going on for, you know, 60 plus years. So, yeah, that's an interesting take. Uh, What has happened? People don't understand that Kenya has a lot of... uh, press freedom. I know if you're in the press, you probably think... Mm. Bro, yeah. we're so lucky. 100%. We're very lucky if you com- comparatively, yes. right? Yeah. So there's uh, the ability to report a lot on corruption. And, and by the way, I forgot to mention Davina. Some of the sources of our reports is actually the media. Mm. So we'll actually see it for the first time in the press. And you know how they write like they'll say uh, a well-known... Uh, mm. mm. At a Nairobi hotel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. And then you'll, we'll sort of have an idea that yeah. something uh, something's going wrong. Mm. Uh, so press freedom uh, contributes to this. And uh, because nobody's stopping you from publishing corruption stories, there's a likelihood that they're so common and they're so often, uh, it gives you the impression there's a lot more corruption, okay? And there's a phenomenon called banalization of corruption. So it's there, it's, it's there, it's so often that you start fearing that you can't conquer it. Okay, mm-hmm. So if you look at how corruption is described, even if you Google on uh, right now and you, and you check out corruption, they'll call it uh, runaway corruption, graft, uh, runaway mm. levels of graft. They'll call it a dragon that cannot be slayed. And you know, at some point you start thinking, you know what, we can't win. But that's the reason we come to stations like this and we talk to the people and we tell them, no, we, we're still on the war. And you mentioned all those regimes going back to independence. Corruption is very complex. It's It's not black and white. Remember, first of all, it's collusive in nature mm-hmm. so there's two people who are working together and mm. you know they're scheming so we, we 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 need to use all our resources all our wits to actually uh, uncover the corruption right and then um corruption is so complex that even good people end up doing bad things mm. all right because we are all susceptible to the same thing if you if you if you look at corruption the way you'd look at hiv we are all susceptible we just need to figure out what not to do mm-hmm. Okay, mm. and we're not. In finishing, other words, yeah. wrap it up. You yeah, know I mean? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not finishing yep. HIV, but we've definitely reduced it to manageable levels. And, and maybe that's the ambition for for Kenya. Uh, corruption levels are high, and th- and that's why you'll see us n- not performing too great on the corruption perception index. But if you look, you know how a graph goes. So we were 144th out of 180. No, we're like 127 or 125 or something, yeah, so right? Yeah, so we yeah. jumped up to, yeah, and, uh, but we've gone back like a couple of steps. But the truth is, if you're looking at uh, the graph, it has ups and downs, but the general trend is upwards. Right. Okay? So clearly we're doing something right. Right. Okay? And uh, as I said, we are all susceptible to corruption. There's there's this thing where people don't understand that if you're in a position, mostly it's people in positions of power, you know, and allow me to ask you guys a question what is your definition of corruption freed um i think it's any any method to use money to better somebody's life w- in sort of illegitimate means so for example i mean if if i pay a cop to get out of a parking ticket that's also a level of corruption as well right yeah uh all the way up to having a friend in a procurement office i guess you know yeah. so it's that whole stretch right yeah, yeah. so uh, the 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 there's, there's no universal definition, which is also complicated by the fact that cultural differences, uh, something that we'd call a gift here in another country is called a bribe, and they don't accept gifts. Mm. I, I know, I know Not a soda. Worked, yeah, yeah, you've worked with international corporations, mm-hmm. and like you can't give a gift. If you if you give them a gift, they put it, uh, what do they call the end of year? Uh, 
like they put it in a basket and mm. people like get tickets it's interesting you said yeah. I, I did a, a job for for a massive soft drink company <laughs> blue chip soft drink company biggest in the world yeah. uh, and I had a four day or three day workshop on corruption and bribery before I could partake in that production oh wow yeah and it was anything anything yes, they don't accept yeah we were bringing international artists in and they were like they need to come in land uh, get a special pass have their passport stamped and be ready to go out in two days and I'm like you know you can't do that without you know yeah. and they're like well make it work yeah we're not and, and if that. you do it don't don't tell us but do you know why they have to be like that it's mm. because of the US uh, foreign corrupt practices act mm. they can get nailed back in the US if if this company because I know you call it blue chip and we know what it is. It's probably out of Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, we know what it is. But yeah. no, but but it's great because they took it very seriously. And then you realize actually, if you do things the right way and you are adamant about doing things the right way, things can actually get done. So that's the thing. That's culture. So um, I'm, I'm I'm dealing here with the law. I'm using the law to try and enforce anti-corruption, right? But maybe the message you should be sending out is the law by itself will not mm. solve every problem. Uh, EACC by itself will not solve every problem. We, we need everyone on board. You, you can't leave the war uh, against corruption to law enforcement agencies. B- people have to take responsibility. So one of the things you said is you abstain. You remember, same thing with HIV. The first message was ABC, abstain. Okay, so abstain from corruption. And then if you encounter corruption, report it. And then thirdly, if you have an opportunity to elect leaders, elect leaders who have integrity. Mm. But I've always thought, right, I, I, and I, there's a particular particular roundabout that I avoid because I'm so scared of the cops who sit there, right? And they always make stuff up and they always say something. <laughs> and they always say I'm doing something and I haven't done it. And then they always say, well, you know, yeah. what, you know. But why aren't we using um, dash cams? What happened to KRA having to use body cams? Like you say, let's all use different means. Why aren't we doing those things? So it might be a resource thing because uh, you, you have to acquire these things. And remember, right now we are going through some austerity uh, measures. So we might not have all the resources. Uh, in Georgia in 2007, they took all traffic cops off the roads. All of them. And then I think they went for a refresher course. And then when they came back, they all had... Uh, body cams mm. but you see that's 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 like a really drastic measure yeah do you think that would work here would you be able to take all traffic cops off the road it doesn't necessarily work that way so we need to find what is our solution what is our intervention to deal with corruption can, can i ask you a question absolutely <laughs> have you ever been have you ever had a, a cop ask you you know how much is this gonna how much do you want to where's where's my chai <laughs> and what have you responded her question you is your have you ever been corrupt <laughs> no, no, no 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 i know he won't listen i know this guy and also i know his wife's uh, i i know his wife's phone number so i can always harass him but i'm asking you like do you do you have a badge that you can whip out when a cop tries to bribe uh, ask for a bribe yeah but uh, it, it normally doesn't need to get that far uh because I think cops are very smart. They don't be fooled. They're very smart. I mean, within the first two sentences, he's figured you out. He's like, he's can I talking. can I harass him? No, no. He's like, okay, you you sound like me because we're both in law enforcement. So he's oh. like, yeah, uh, where's where's your insurance? And I'm like, it's it's right there. Where are you headed to? And I explain. And then he's like, you're too calm. And then he's like, okay. And to be fair, I I always tell Davina this because I also have my my issue with police uh, is I don't give. A rats, excuse my language. A rat's ass when they pull me over. They know they can't shut you I've, down. If I've broken the law, mm. I will sit there and tell them, "Fine, give me a ticket." Yeah. 
Uh, and they're like, oh, but you have to go to court. And I always say, that's cool. I've got nothing to do on Monday morning. I'll happily go to court. See you there. If they ask me for money, I say, absolutely not. If they ask me to, if they can take my license, I say, no, you can see my license. Now I hold it up against the window. And, and, and after five, ten minutes, they actually just get tired of you. But we, we had an incident uh, yeah. in, in Kilaleshua with Davina. Yeah. Similar thing. I, so at the kiosks on my road, she was dropping me home one day. Uh, and this motorcycle copped and said, chased us and said you did this that and the other and he parked right outside the passenger door and i was getting a pack of cigarettes from the kiosk so i oh excuse me I, and he's like where are you going i said but i wasn't driving yeah your issue is with her i went and got my cigarettes and he was like this guy's not and i just in as i'm walking to the kiosk i could hear him driving away because i always say if you have if i've broken a law give me a ticket yeah. if you give me a ticket i will show up in court but you know you're, you're making a mistake philip let me tell you something right people will pay bribes right and be corrupt because they're scared of people in power saying, honestly, that cop can say to me, y- y- you know, the sky is red and I can't say anything back. So I will eventually end up doing that. Actually, back to Farid's definition of corruption, the the, the one that's universally uh, sort of acknowledged is the abuse of entrusted power for yeah. personal gain. Yeah. Okay. Which is what our so cops, unfortunately, that's what the cops live by. Not just cops, because you can't just paint them all. Because mm. there are good many ones. People are doing that. And then there's another thing about why people would feel the urge to just pay the bribe is to get rid of, you know, all this tension. You know, you don't want this aggravation, so you're gonna pay. Again, corruption is very complex. You don't want to spend a whole day at the traffic courts. You know, you're busy and you're thinking it's probably easier. So there's a multifaceted approach. Well, why don't you make it easier for me to pay a ticket? If if you've established I've done something wrong, give me a ticket and I'll pay by m and it will be done. If mm. I pay a few tickets, uh, why don't you take my license off me? Mm. You know, why don't you suspend it? You know, Yeah, so, so systems those kind of need things. to be put in place. Absolutely. <sighs> but we need the right people in the right places to make those... Let's work for the EACC down under, like like just <laughs> Chini Amaji, you and I. Freed. We could, we could. You guys have become my agents on live radio. Imagine. <laughs> Ima- let's do that. Yeah. Let's nominate no one, a story. No one would trust us ever again. We'd no. have no friends but, left. But think about it. We're always reading the newspaper. We can always at Philip. We can be like, Philip, are you listening? You better be listening. <laughs> By the way, Philip's wife, Angela, I have a cause with your oh husband. Boy. We're going to come back. And, uh, and also, you need to tell us the most ridiculous yeah. case right after this. And also, what... You've you've alluded to it, but we can talk more about what we can do, the average citizen, to ensure that we live in a country that we can be proud of with as little corruption as possible. Okay, all that coming up in just a few minutes, plus another song uh, that dedicates to this topic as well after the break. Ninety-eight point four Capital FM. As we get into uh, the final bit in our conversation uh, regarding the EACC corruption in general as a country. And uh, before we ask what our what the hopes of our current government are, you had a very interesting question about about corruption. I did. What is like the craziest, craziest uh, story you've seen or, or case you've encountered? Well, there's, there's, there's dozens. <laughs> you know, there's people who come in and... Uh, marital disputes they think it's corruption and they report to us he said he loved me (laughs) (laughs) i once had a guy who whose house was locked because of rent arrears and he said that was corruption but more recently we had uh, a traffic cop uh, operating out of uh, thicker and he he had a motorbike and i think he was uh, shaking people down on the roads he had 26 million cash in his bank account stop he put it in a bank account like a fool (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 26 million shillings from Thika Highway. Yeah, 26 million. And then we fought in court for like four or five years. And then in the end, he actually chose 
to settle the matter. And actually, that's one of the things I was hoping we would discuss, which is the alternative dispute right. resolution. Because that's from the Constitution. If you go to Article 252, it says that EACC can engage in negotiations. And that's really important because we'd been in court for five years with this guy. And then he said, you know what, just take the money. Uh, and then, you know, we finish the civil Did war. he lose his job? Uh, that's a process with the police, okay. so I, I'm not sure. But they wrote uh, asking about whether we've resolved the matter, and there's many similar cases. If if you've been to uh, Kiza, a big club, yes, right. <laughs> why, why did you look at Farid? <laughs> right, right opposite Kiza, there's a there's, there's a five acre parcel of land which belongs to the University of Nairobi. Yeah, uh, we recovered that, and that was valued at two billion. So it's it's a strategy that we've been using more and more recently. And it's important for people to know that you may be caught up in something. And remember, you know, I said even good people get embroiled in corruption. Sure. You may be caught up in something and you want to resolve the matter because you don't want to be exposed to a civil a suit for recovery or even a criminal prosecution. So you make a proposal and then we set up a committee and we debate, we discuss the matter. And if we're in agreement, we give, we, we make a settlement. And this is... Uh, done within a policy, so it's not arbitrary. But, Philip, where does that money go? All that money that the cop uh, claimed... 26 million. Yeah, so on Thika Highway, where does that money go? So the money comes to, firstly, to EACC's asset recovery account. Alafu. And there's many people who are paying us, including guys who take uh, travel allowance and then they don't go on the trips, mm, right? Mm. So when we find out and you're like, you know, we're going to take you to court for this, they say, okay, let me pay. Or give me six months to pay. And we give them the account details and they start paying the money. So that's an EACC asset recovery account. And then at the end of the financial year, we transmit all that money because under the law, uh, it's supposed to go back to Treasury. Okay, so so you're returning the money to to government, essentially. Uh, Final question. I'm running out of time here. Um, We are almost, what are we at, 70-some-odd days now, a new new government in power. Uh, What are our hopes in terms of corruption, in terms of your docket? What are our hopes uh, with with the current government, the new government? So what I can say is EACC has come into this new uh, regime with quite some momentum because uh, we'd laid the foundations with our new strategies. Our strategies include high-impact cases, uh, asset recovery, partnership approach, and things like that. So we've been doing quite a number of things. So we've come into the new regime already with quite some momentum. So the best thing is to keep at it. Uh, everybody's struggling, not just ACC. There's really uh, not so much money in the government. So there's uh, austerity measures. Uh, but we need to execute this strategy until we develop our new uh, strategic plan for 2023 to 2028. So I, I think it's just the momentum, keeping the momentum for now. All right. And thank you so much. For Philip, we've run out of time. Please come back. Um, and please remember, you know, sometimes you feel like you can't do anything. You can't make a difference. But you can anonymously report corruption on eacc.go.ke. Philip Kagusia, uh, Deputy Director, Asset Recovery, EACC. Uh, Philip, I will ask you this. Yeah, sure. You might be accomplished. You might be an absolute legend. You might be wearing a waistcoat very well. But I think you owe me an apology. <laughs> I, I do. And I why? Because I left the mandazis on my desk. The mandazis from who? From my wife. For who? For Davina. Angela, I'm handing over to you. You deal with him when he gets home tonight. <laughs> Those are yours. <laughs> 98.4 Capital FM.